Well, hello again, good morning, and welcome to Kings at Home Daily. Uh, I'm Goff, and uh, my privilege to be taking us through the next psalm this morning. Um, hope you're doing okay. Trust you're beginning to think about how life might get a bit more normal before too long. Anyway, with no more ado, let's go into the psalms. And as per usual, let's be inviting the Lord to inspire us, help us, and make our time together worthwhile. Lord, we, we, we so appreciate moments each day coming before you to be still, to be open, to, to talk to you, to hear from you. Lord, this is, a, this, this is a lifeline. It's how we live now because we, we belong to you. So help us now in these moments, we pray. In Jesus' name. Well, we got a very different psalm this morning. Yesterday, it was uh, it was a dark place that we were exploring when God doesn't seem to be there, when he seems to be absent and asleep. But of course, that's never the case. We've got a, a wedding theme here. Now, just to remind you, I mentioned a couple of weeks back that in the psalms, uh, David is the sort of archetypal king. He's the best they had, although the most glamour the most sort of striking was probably Solomon in all his glory but kingship was always flawed in Israel because God's intention was always that he would be king uh, and so what we find in the Psalms are there, there, are, there, there are glimpses of a future king that who is going to come and uh, he's just going to be the the perfect king um, and his reign will go on forever of course it's it's pointing to Jesus and that's why it's a, in many many psalms there are very clear prophetic um, predictions about Jesus about even the surprise of the cross because the, the Old Testament expected a, a, a magnificent king not a suffering king and so um, throughout the psalms you'll find that there, there, are, there are things that just don't make complete sense in their setting because they're pointing to the king so this is a it's like a, a the marriage of the king at psalm 45 um could have been solomon because of the great glory of his reign um but of course you'll quickly see it's not speaking about flawed solomon but the one who is to come so here we go we're in psalm 45 um, and at the top, there's a little, there's a few words at the beginning for the director of music to the tunes of lilies. Don't know what the tune was, but it's to do, it's obviously to do with weddings and celebrations of the sons of Korah and Maskil, a wedding song. So think weddings. My heart is stirred by a noble theme and I recite my verses for the king. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. This is all very poetic. <clears throat> Now addressing the king, you are the most excellent of men. Your lips have been anointed with grace. I mean, you see, already we're thinking, Solomon, really? Speaking of Jesus, you're the most excellent. Your lips anointed with grace since God has blessed you forever. Gird your sword on your side, you mighty one. Clothe yourself with splendour and majesty. In majesty you ride forth victorious. I'm thinking of revelation of Jesus coming forth in all his majesty and glory. 
in majesty you ride forwards victoriously in the cause of truth, humility and justice. Let your right hand achieve awesome deeds. I mean, you, you, you imagine the original setting, you know, I mean, it, it was quite a, if it was for Solomon, I mean, this would really go to your head, wouldn't it? Be, um, achieve awesome deeds. Let the sharp arrows pierce the hearts of the king's enemies. Let nations fall beneath your feet. But then, of course, it, 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 it switches to, to where real regal power lies. Your throne, O oh God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. Justice, righteousness will rule. Um, you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. All your robes are fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. From palaces adorned with ivory, the music of, inst of, music of strings makes you glad. Daughters of the king are among your honoured women. At your right hand is the royal bride in gold of Ophir. Now, you, you've got to start thinking at this point. We're talking about a wedding. And uh, in, it, as we come into the New Testament, we've got a, much more clarity about this wedding. This, the bride of Christ is the church. And as we read this now, we're going we're gonna to just hear the, the, the bride described in similar, similarly over-the-top ways that could never have applied to the dear lady in question here. But speaking of the church, and uh, so that I, I haven't got time, but... The Song of Songs, very similar kind of language to this. And we, we, we often fail to really see the beauty of the Song of Songs. It's speaking about Christ's love for his church. Yes, it's speaking about the beauty of human love. But primarily it's speaking about the love that Christ has for his church and the, the way that he sees the church, which is staggering. So let's keep going. Where did I get to? Um <clears throat> Okay, uh, daughters of the king are among your honoured women at your right hand, the royal bride in gold. The, the, the bride is dressed in gold. Listen, daughter, and pay attention. Forget your people and your father's house. Let the king be enthralled by your beauty. I mean, this is just astonishing. There's little reflections there of, of Genesis about leaving and cleaving. Forget your people and your father's house. Let the king... And so it's... It, again, it, it, if, if you kind of dwell on this and put yourself in the place of the bride with, with a church, with a bride of Christ, Lord, uh, I, 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 want to, I want you to be my focus, uh, your church to be looking to you. In fact, on this, this phrase here, let the king be enthralled by your beauty. I've got a wonderful quote um, from Martin Luther, I haven't got it in front of me. It, it, it's along the lines of, you know, if you, if you if you know the story of Martin Luther, he really beat himself up trying to make himself worthy of God. He 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 signed himself up as a monk to go through all the most rigorous um, procedures, and he, and 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 then one day he, he his heart was open to the truth. Uh, 
those uh, those words in in the book of Romans, you know, um, the righteousness from heaven is revealed, and we're, we're made righteous. And 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 he speaks about this beauty, and he says never to be earned by um, all those monkish ways, but given as a, a, a as a treasured gift. Uh, it's, it's it's lovely. I so I should have had it in front of me, but. Uh, let the king be enthralled by your beauty. This is staggering. Because of what Jesus has done for you, because you have been made righteous through his righteousness, when the Lord looks at you, he sees you as beautiful. <laughs> it's staggering. It's true. It's, it's, I'll come back to it in a moment. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Verse 13 all glorious is the princess within her chamber. <laughs> it goes on and on. In embroidered garments, she's led to the king. Folks, this is the calling, the high calling of the church, the bride of Christ. Led in with joy and gladness, they enter the palace of the king. I'm thinking of the doxology at the end of Jude. To him who is able to keep you from falling and present you with great joy do you know this changes your life when you really get it when when the holy spirit opens your heart to the truth that you are his inheritance you are part of the bride of christ and one day he's going to look you in the eye with love and affection he won't be sighing saying oh what a disaster you were he'll look at you as his beloved bride and he will smile with his love for you when, when you understand that it changes your life it changes your devotions it changes everything and it's true i'll try and give you martin that martin luther quote at another time so i i have to finish with by going to revelation the end of the story the last chapter 21 I saw a new heaven and new earth. The first heaven and earth had passed away. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem. That's the people of God, the city of God, the people of God, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And it goes on, he'll wipe away every tear. Folks, this is our destiny. This is our future hope. We will see him and we will be like him. And when he sees us, we'll be, he will, he'll express his love to us, his beloved bride, because we've been made righteous because of what Jesus has done for us. By the way, if you have never read the, 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 the Chronicles of Narnia, please read them, especially the last battle. I don't know anyone else who writes in narrative form um, uh, this kind of, the, the, what it, the whole renewing of things, um, a thing of Narnia. You, 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 go read it. The, the, la, the last battle, the last book in the Chronicles of Narnia, it's beautiful. And uh, it helps us just get a feel of this. All things made new. And the, the wonderful calling that is ours. Folks, I, I, I could go on. This is such a beautiful theme. 
but I hope it's been just a little bit helpful and it's, it's stirred you up to catch a little bit of a glimpse to the fact that you are part of the Bride of Christ, much loved, much longed for, and you've got a wonderful future. God bless you. Have a good day. See you again soon.